From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is Battleground Ballot Box. I'm Stephen Fowler. Georgia's 2022 legislative session is underway, and it promises to be one of the most consequential in recent years. After a long period of austerity, Georgia's budget is flush with cash. The bold conservative agenda I've outlined over the last few days prioritizes education, health care, and public safety. It invests historic levels of resources in our students and educators. Redistricting has entrenched Republican control of the state House and Senate, and in an election year that could flip control of state government, every bill, speech, and vote must be viewed through the campaign lens. Unfortunately, our governor is choosing to prioritize putting guns in hands over shots in arms, and it is not making Georgia safer. It's literally killing Georgians. This week, we dive into what to expect under the Gold Dome. Before the session began, House Speaker David Ralston and Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan held press conferences about their priorities and talked to my colleague Riley Bunch about what Georgians should expect in this year's session. Ralston is the steady hand that guides the 180-member state house. He's practical, pragmatic, and pretty clear about the big topics his chamber will focus on. Six months ago, I announced a $50 million budget proposal on two critical public policy issues, public safety and mental health. When I announced these priorities last summer, I made clear then, as I do today, that these two topics, public safety and mental health, will be my focus for the session that begins Monday. My reasoning for these priorities won't surprise any of you. Rising violent crime rates, suicide rates, and mental health issues are something the legislature should address, Ralston says, through both budget funding and standalone bills. At the Georgia Chamber's Eggs and Issues breakfast, he elaborated. For too long, our state has ranked among the worst in the nation for the delivery of mental health services. My friends, that is a distinction that is going to change. Almost every family in this room and across this state is impacted in some way by mental illness. That's why in my $50 million proposal, there is also funding to increase crisis care beds, train police on de-escalation techniques, and expand our accountability court system. Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan faces a tougher task overseeing the 56-member state Senate. He's not running for re-election, and a good number of his senators are seeking higher office, including several who want his job next year. So as I think ahead to this next upcoming session, there certainly will be no shortage of issues to talk about and uh, issues to deal with. And, And like the previous three sessions, I want our office, the Lieutenant Governor's office, to continue to be a steady hand inside the legislative process, to continue to build consensus between Democrats and Republicans, urban and metro and rural folks and and, and senators and legislators. Um, I want to work across geographic boundaries because at the end of the day, if we're going to put policy over politics, we've got to make sure that we continue to build consensus. His biggest push is called the Less Crime Act, 
which proposes to give Georgians the opportunity to donate dollars directly to local law enforcement and get a tax credit, similar to how the rural hospital tax credit works now. These dollars are going to arrive at their local law enforcement agencies uh, through various mechanisms, whether it be the foundation or other means, that are going to allow these law enforcement uh, agencies to be able to laser focus those dollars to either hire more officers, pay them more, train them better, or buy better equipment. Duncan says this also dovetails with plans to boost mental health funding and training to de-escalate potentially dangerous situations with trained professionals. The lieutenant governor is also a strong advocate for expanding Georgia's role as a hub for technology, calling the state, quote, the technology capital of the East Coast. And so we're going to seek additional appropriations to try to continue to grow on the successes of having each and every high school kid graduate in Georgia with at least one computer science class. We're going to use those dollars in both the amended budget and the fiscal year 2023 budget to help us build out an even more coordinated program to be able to train these teachers and these school systems to be able to deliver uh, computer science in the classroom. And in the midst of a pandemic, Duncan says expanding access and improving health care for Georgians is a bipartisan issue. All of these things sound mostly agreeable and uncontroversial, right? Duncan says he's hopeful this spirit of cooperation continues. I mean, we, we've passed some really big things over the last three years, and we're going to continue. Uh, and you know, the overwhelming majority of what we've passed has been uh, bipartisan stuff. But it's an election year. Georgia is bitterly divided after narrowly voting for President Joe Biden and Democratic U.S. Senators John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. It's ground zero for false claims about election fraud, battles over voting rights, and culture war issues. This year may also see a lot of attention-grabbing, base-pleasing moves that probably won't become law, says UGA professor Charles Bullock. Whatever one sees playing out in the legislature, uh, probably should step back you know, and say, hmm, okay, how does this, or is this being motivated by someone's uh, efforts to better position themselves or their ally for uh, the upcoming elections? Republican candidates have already proposed things like abolishing the state income tax, which funds half the state's budget, de-annexing the Buckhead neighborhood from the city of Atlanta, or more extreme election measures that the two leaders have not really supported. You'll also see debates over so-called critical race theory, transgender athletes in sports, expanded access to firearms, and other measures touted as red meat to win a primary. And Democrats who are in the minority in both chambers will likely talk about expanding Medicaid and other election-related proposals that will never see the light of day unless and until they have enough votes. But for their parts, both Duncan and Ralston will try to keep the legislative focus on things they say will better the lives of Georgians and not on bettering someone's poll numbers. Uh, I know that many of them, or, or many of the bills, particularly this year, you know, they're designed to get your attention and for you to give them coverage. Uh, and, uh, you know, to the extent that they succeed, I guess they'll keep doing it. But, you know, I, I've got a job to do and I'm going to do my job. The most important thing to watch this session is the budget. It's the only thing lawmakers are literally legally required to pass. It funds everything from roads and bridges to K-12 through education to public health and agriculture and other state services. And this year, thanks to revenue surpluses and federal COVID relief, there's a lot more dollars to work with. Governor Brian Kemp offered some big ideas, like pay raises for teachers and state employees. 
Teachers are, asking, are asked to do more and more every year. And the need for a world-class K-12 education to prepare our children forever for the ever-changing workforce has never been greater. During budget hearings so far, state agency heads have said a $5,000 raise for employees is needed and appreciated as retention levels drop across important positions. But I would suggest to all of us that the ship of state of Georgia is sailing uh, toward an iceberg, and that iceberg is, you know, what, what do we hit? Who is going to run this government five and ten years from now? The schedule has been announced for the entire rest of the 2022 session, with crossover day, the last day a bill has to pass out of at least one chamber to typically be considered the rest of session, set for March 15th. The final day of session, called Signy Die, is April 4th. Battleground Ballot Box is a production of Georgia Public Broadcasting. Our producer is Jess Mador, our editor is Wayne Drash. Our engineer is Jesse Neiswanger, who also wrote our theme music. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcasts. Thanks for listening. Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info.